0: The next thing is dialing in your commission-based compensation plan so that it's attractive from a candidate's perspective get some water see if we have any comments we can help you okay all right brando's doing his thing thanks brando so dialing in your commission-based compensation plan so that it's attractive from a candidate's perspective so let's go through um some compensation ideas okay some foundational things to understand first your opportunity isn't as sexy as you may think. Okay. Now that may so- sound kind of funny or stupid to you, but I want you to be more aware of this than anything. Okay. So let's say, first off, you know, if you just look at the U.S. alone, technically, what is there? 25 to 30 million companies? Most of those companies, they're doing less than a million in revenue. Okay. So that's that's the norm. Okay. Um, most of them are small businesses. Most of them don't, you know, have branding. Um, there's not a lot going on yet, right? And so they're at the, that that smaller initial initial phase. Um, and let's pretend I'm a smaller business, and my opportunity is a B two B sales opportunity where there's no leads, there's no training pay. And when I say the whole leads and training pay thing, you know, I'm just kind of trying to I'm trying to give an example, not necessarily saying all this stuff applies only to that type of opportunity. Uh, But I'm trying to give you an example of how to think through things correctly, if that is clear. But let's pretend I'm a smaller business. I'm a solo owner. I have an office manager. That's all that that I got. Me as a solo owner, uh, we sell B2B services or something like that, right? And I I, I make really good money. Uh, And I'm a good salesperson. I have been for the last decade. But I'm ready to step up my game from a business perspective and scale up a sales team. And I want it to be a commission-based sales team. Okay, um, and the nature of the commission-based compensation model results into reps, you know, not being able to make money for thirty or sixty days because of the nature of the sales cycle in this B two B role. Um, well, what I want to do is I want to be aware of okay, we're a smaller business, we don't have this massive brand. There's not a lot of successful reps, you know, here. Um, so from the marketplace's perspective, we don't have much going on, and on top of that. We're pitching an opportunity where you can't make money for 30 to 60 days. In reality, when a candidate goes through the recruiting process and they look at all the other opportunities uh, out there, yours could potentially not look as attractive to the majority of others. And so it's important for you foundationally to understand that and also to understand that that's not necessarily a negative thing. Every business that's crushing it, that has the reps, that has the brand, that's making the money, right? Right. All of those companies started in the same place. And so what's really important for you to know, assuming you got the recruiting process, the comp dialed, the onboarding, the training stuff dialed, you can make up for all of that, lack in how small you are, how there's no reps maybe producing. And I know not all of you are solo business owners, but I'm trying to give you, I'm trying to illustrate a point. But you can make up for those maybe things that are lacking from a candidate's perspective with pumping more volume through your recruiting process. Because the more volume that I have, the more likely I am to persuade people into our opportunity. You can also make up for maybe the lack as a small business owner by getting great at the persuasion aspect of recruiting. The truth is, is 95% of the businesses and your competitors specifically, they suck at recruiting. Okay, so when you're a commission-based opportunity or organization and you become freaking great at recruiting, it immediately puts you on a different level. OK, and what's really cool when you're great at recruiting, even when you're competing against companies that offer the leads, the the benefits, the salaries or whatever it is, although we still help companies like that, what happens is because you're great at the volume, the screening and scheduling, getting in front of the right people, pitching the dream in the group interview environment, closing them up in the one on one, you make up uh, for maybe the lack in brand, how there's no reps, how you guys are not doing a ton of revenue. Right. You make up for those things because of the expertise. Uh, of you know pumping volume through and persuading people into your opportunity and then also you start to make up for this in the retention side once you've dialed in the rep experience around management onboarding training and those kind of things. So my point is is you want to be mindful that hey, you know, be in reality, maybe your opportunity is not as attractive as you think and start to understand hey, I need to pump I need to pump volume through my recruiting process and I need to get great at pitching it, helping and helping candidates know the truth that you know because you've been doing it for a long time, you think your industry and opportunities the greatest thing since sliced bread, but candidates don't get that until they're making money with you yet. And so it's your job to persuade them to work with you and help them understand that your your culture, the industry, the industry and how it's unique from a sales career perspective, the company story, your unique personal story, the plans for growth in the future, how they can be involved in that, the sales model, the income potential, what top people make in the industry, the plans for growth into leadership, right? Cause we're a growing business. You need to help them understand that all those things offset, maybe some of the lack that they say at face value. So you can get them to say, yes, I want to work with you. And then from there, you provide them a good experience and get the average Joe or the top person to have a good enough process and experience so that they, when they do the activities, they, they see success and get the income coming in. Now you're crushing. Now you're building your organization. Okay. So you make it up with the volume, getting great at recruiting getting great at the rep experience after you actually get somebody to say yes i want to work with you um last note before we dive into like six different types of comp plans is you got to be okay with working with what you have and improve from there right so your budget is your budget your brand is your brand your opportunity is what it is your lack in maybe sales process or onboarding or training or management systems all those things are normal you got to be okay with saying hey it's so it's okay that it's not perfect but I need to take the step forward. I need to start recruiting and I need to dial in these systems um, so that I can actually get to the end result instead of staying, you know, maybe staying small or not actively recruiting the reps that I know that I that I desire to scale up my, my company. But what I'm trying to say is, is be okay with what you got, with what you're maybe lacking from your perspective and start somewhere, right? Because you're gonna have to go through the learning curve regardless uh, of who you are to, to get the team, to get the dream team. Um, But to go back to the recruiting, you know, thing, even within our client base, right, we've served over like a thousand clients. Uh, We recruit over a thousand commission based reps for small businesses, all the way up to Inc. 500 companies, like I was saying, we do have a lot of companies that are in the same markets in the same industries with similar sales models. And we'll have two companies in the same industry, same market, similar sales model. One company will have a small base with leads and benefits and another company will maybe be, you know, 1099. You know, self-generate and close your own deals or all, uh, door-to-door, right, as an example. And, you know, based on some of the things that I've said now, you would assume obviously all the candidates would want the, the benefits, the base, the leads. And this other guy is probably going to have more difficulty. But really, that's not necessarily the case because this guy is better at the group interview, better at the final interview, better at the rep experience after he gets somebody to, to say yes to working with them, and therefore they're actually doing better. Right now, if that guy was over here, maybe he's going to do better here. But my point is, is you can make a lot up uh, with your skill set in recruiting and team building, even with a, a commission-based opportunity. Hopefully that is clear. But here's six different types of commission-based compensation plans. I get some water. Some of these are <clears throat> pretty, you know, standard. There's a couple that I'm going to, you know, kind of focus on a little bit more that are typically most interesting uh, to our type of client who's an all commission opportunity, but is also interested in maybe improving the compensation plan without hurting their budget and risking the cash. So number one is all commission, no training pay. You get that, right? It's just an all commission, straight up, you know, sales job. Next one, all commission plus onboarding bonuses. All commission plus onboarding bonuses. And so what this is, is this is bonusing the rep based on what they're doing um, at the beginning phases of the job. So to go back to that example, when I was talking about the the blue, uh, the blue blueprint new hire checklist thing, uh, I gave you a random example of it taking 30 days to ramp up into that position and reverse engineering those numbers so we can understand Monday through Friday or whatever the days uh, are necessary to work, what those activities look like leading up to that success of a thousand bucks plus. Uh, per week. Okay. Um, we talked about those details, what the all commission plus onboarding bonus pay is, is it's rewarding reps as they go through that and make the small accomplishments leading up to the end of the blueprint. So as an example, let's say that, you know, in week one to be on track for that thousand bucks plus per week, you know, income at the end of 30 days, one of the, the high level things that need to be accomplished in week one of the blueprint is you know, by you know, Wednesday, they're on the phones and they're setting X, Y, Z amount of leads. And by the end of Friday or Saturday, they should have set, you know, 10 appointments. Okay. And if they do that, I know they're on track for the end of the 30-day piece that we're pitching, right? They're on track for the blueprint. And the blueprint is clear that do A, B, and C Monday through Friday, and at the end of the week, you should have your first 10 appointments set. What the all commission plus onboarding bonus pay is, is rewarding the rep as they accomplish those things pre-revenue. Um, so they can start to collect income a little bit more quickly. Now, there is a little bit of a risk here from a cash investment standpoint. But what it does for the hire, what it does for your recruiting process, is it allows the candidate to say, hey, I can see making money more quickly, um, which is good. That helps you in the persuasion aspect of recruiting. And also, by the way, 50% of all our clients, they're that, that, they're that first one. They're all commissioned, no training pay. So that's more of the norm. Uh, but as you go down this list... At the top, it's least financially risky for the client. From the candidate's perspective, the most riskiest. As you go down this list, it gets more comfortable or more secure for the the, the candidate and more of a cash risk for the company. But what the all commission plus uh, plus onboarding bonuses pay is, is it's rewarding them as they're trying to scale up into that blueprint. Um, And maybe I want to do that as a business owner because I'm okay with rewarding them if they set their first 10 appointments or whatever the metric is in week one, because I know uh, naturally because th- those are the amount of appointments we're actually going to maybe get one sale out of it. And I want to reward this person for doing the activities and I'm, o- I'm okay investing into them, even though their first closes, maybe not, be, may not be for, you know, until like week four or something like that. Right. Hopefully this is clear. I'm just talking about a random example. My point is, is the all commission plus onboarding bonus pay is compensation that aligns with your blueprint you're rewarding them as they're hitting the metrics within the blueprint so they can start to collect money more quickly than maybe the traditional uh, commission-based comp plan that w- it would exist in your industry okay not required but it's an idea it's a really popular one for the clients that we help that come in all commission and are trying to close the gap on the income for the candidate that's not necessary by the way let's say you know our opportunity you can't make money for 30 days um, doesn't mean that you necessarily have to change your comp plan. You just need to know that, hey, because it's harder to ramp up uh, for the new hire, you're going to have more attrition. You just make up for that for recruiting volume. So it's all the same stuff, but you got to figure out what's best for you. Uh, The next one is all commission plus delayed training pay. Okay. So to give you an example, this is what we do um, uh, for our closer position at SRU. Um, In short, a rep has to produce their first two sales in month one. Four plus sales in month two, and six plus sales in month three, um, to be on track for our uh, 12-week blueprint. Um, and what we do is we reward them for hitting those high-level sales uh, marks. At the end of 30 days, if they close two sales, we give them a 2K bonus. At the end of uh, month two, if they close those four plus sales, we give them a 2K bonus. At the end of month three, which is at the end of their you know 90-day or 12-week blueprint, if they close their six plus sales, they get a 2K bonus. And we've paid them an additional 6K in the first 90 days. As they're ramping up another income, and by the end of 90 days, they're making 8K plus and enrolling from there. Okay. Now that is a cash investment, but for us, I'm okay with that because I see sales coming in. I know they're on track for success based on the bare minimums that we expect, which is which were those two, four, six numbers that I mentioned earlier. Uh, and therefore, I'm okay with investing that money into them. Now, is it necessary to do that? No, I don't have to. Would I probably have a little bit more attrition? Uh, most likely. Um, but for us personally, we we like that, and that's what we do. Very similar to the onboarding bonuses pay, but it's just delayed, and it's easier to track. To backtrack the onboarding bonuses pay, if you're if you're if you're bonusing them through the blueprint, you got to make sure that you're tracking that stuff and not screwing that up. You never want to screw up a new reps pay. The last few are all commission plus draw against commission, right? If you don't know what that is, that's just hey, you know, you have a. You know, maybe a long-term draw or a short short-term draw for two, four weeks, eight weeks, whatever. And let's say it's three hundred bucks a week, or five hundred bucks a week, or seven fifty a week, whatever. That is training pay for the rep, but it's it goes against their commissions, right? So let's say, you know, we have five hundred dollar weekly uh, training pay for the first uh, eight weeks, uh, a draw pay for the first eight weeks, um, and um, in week one, they, you know, uh, compared to the compensation plan to ideally illustrate the math, they technically make 500 bucks in commissions. Well, that's not going on top of that 500 because it's just, you know, that, that draws eating it away. Now, if they made a thousand bucks in commissions and I'm paying them a $500 draw, they're not making 1500 bucks that week. They're making a thousand, right? So the draw is just, you know, absorb, you know, it absorbs, uh, absorbs, uh, uh, future commissions, but it's a risk. You could pay that and a rep doesn't work out. And if you paid that out for three weeks, you just lost 1500 bucks, right? So as I said earlier, these start to get more risky as you go down the line. Next one is all commission plus standard training pay. That's, you know, whatever your weekly or biweekly or 30 day pay is on top of commissions for whatever time period, maybe I want to do training pay for two weeks or 90 days or whatever it is that training pays on top of the t- general commission plan. Um, pretty simple. And then the last one is a small base plus primarily commission pay. Maybe I pay a 20 or 30 or 40 K salary or something like that. But the role is primarily commission based. When you you know look at what they should be making annually, okay. So at the top, least riskiest to the the candidate, um, uh, 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 most riskiest to the candidate, least riskiest to the company. And as we go down the bottom of this list, those things reverse. And what's really important to note too is that there's ways to improve all of these compensation plans, regardless of what which one that you're in, right? Ways to improve comp plans could be you know, hey, once you get up to quota you're going to get leads or, hey, once you pass your 90 day period and you're at quota, you're going to get benefits or, hey, uh, what's most common for our clients is they lay out a really objective path into advancing into the company. Hey, you know, once you accomplish this over a six month period, you qualify to transition into sales leadership. So there's all sorts of ideas that can uh, make the the opportunity uh, be perceived in a totally different light um, uh, for the candidate, which can help the persuasion and the retention aspect of recruiting.